Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of 72 Weeks and the first episode of season two, which we're very, very pleased to be recording today. My name's Daniel and I'm the Head of Outreach and Communications at New College, which is part of the University of Oxford. And if you haven't listened before, this podcast is called 72 Weeks as that's the average length of an undergraduate degree course at Oxford University. And in each episode, I'll be talking to two people about how life can change and indeed has changed during that relatively short period of time. Each episode, the people interviewed will have a common thread, or indeed threads, that they share with the other person. And this week, I'm delighted to be joined by current New College undergraduate, Danny, and New College graduate, Maddie. Um, and my two guests have several things in common, um, both study and indeed studied biology, at New College. Both are women in STEM, both are Northerners, both have been involved in New College's Step Up programme and both attended the unique summer school. So a lot in common and welcome and good morning Danny and Maddie. Hello. 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 Um, so you've got a lot in common but I'm trying to remember, did you two overlap? Whilst yes. you were here, while yeah. I was in my first year, Maddie was in her third year. Yes. Oh, okay. And then COVID hit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so Maddie, your last year was a bit yeah. weird, wasn't it? Yeah, it was sort of like doing my exams in my room. It didn't, and I didn't get to say goodbye to you. Yeah, no. sorry. <laughs> so you can sad. say hello and goodbye to each other today. <laughs> yes, that would be a nice closure. Cool. Um, so, Maddie, we'll, we'll start with you. Can you just tell me a little bit about your childhood, your school days, where you grew up, that sort of thing? Yeah. So I'm from a, a town probably on the edge of the north, as people from the far north would say, uh, called Macclesfield. Uh, and I um, went to sort of school there, and uh, the idea of Oxford was always a bit of a, a pipe dream. It was sort of like that southern place maybe near London that some people maybe went to. Uh, and then I went to sixth form college in, in Stockport to a, a lovely place called Aquinas. Yeah, they sort of, like, on my sort of first day were like, oh, uh, are, you, are you considering Oxbridge? I was like, nah, that's not possible. You know, I live sort of on a council estate in, like, an ex-council house with my dad. I'm not really sure that's that's our vibe. But, um, you know, I was very lucky to have, you know, uh, my parents are separated but both very supportive. So when I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to have a go for this they were like oh all right no idea what that's like my dad's a photographer and my mum is a part-time nurse um and yeah my dad didn't go to university uh, my mum was the first person in her family to go to university um so she had a bit of an idea of, of what that process was like um, whereas my dad had no idea it was yeah god bless him it was really supportive but he had, he had no idea it was like well, but where 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 where's oxford <laughs> what are they doing that um but yeah so yeah, sort of, you know, some encouragement from my mum uh, and my dad. But yeah, it was a, it was a new experience to, to, to apply. And Danny, what about you? What were you like in school? I just went to my local primary school. Um, I was never the most intelligent kid. Then high school was pretty much the same up until I think about like year 10 or year 11, where I really like started to, you know, like find my feet. And I was like, actually, I really enjoy just the sciences. I, I do just enjoy studying. Um, so that's when I really got my head down and uh, sort of stayed on at the high school um, because it was also a sixth form. And I, again, I always really loved the sciences, um, but maths really scared me. So I did biology, chemistry and geography instead. And then it was 
after like a chat with my like school's careers advisor he was like if you wanted to you could get into Oxbridge and I was like oh no I'm good thanks I was like I'll stay up north and like I was like planning on going to like Manchester or Newcastle but then I can't remember what changed really I had a really supportive teacher who like really pushed me and I was just when I was like looking at courses um, when I decided that for um, biology um I just looked at the Oxford course and I was like this looks like it really suits me and so that was when I was like actually I do I do want to go here and I guess um similar to Maddie um my parents didn't have like much clue about um the whole like university thing neither of them went to uni my dad is also a photographer which is really strange (laughs) another line of like connection um, and then my mum works in the school office. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say she was a part-time um, newest then, and that would, that would have yeah. been amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, none of my family have ever really been to uni, so I was just like the the first one. So I really relied upon like my um, teachers in school, and they were always like forwarding me stuff, um, like stuff like Unique, and um, and then once I found out about Unique, I did a lot of like searching myself for like um like summer schools and open days that they'd like pay for your travel and sort of try to do as much as that as possible and we've mentioned you know both of you enjoyed the sciences and biology there and whenever we talk to school groups in new college we say right well the first decision that you've got to get right is the subject that you want to study at university that's the most important thing so when did you both decide then that biology was the degree course for you? I'm really not sure. I always knew that biology was my favourite science um, at GCSE. I really uh, enjoyed studying it. But I also, I don't know, um, ever since I was a kid, which is very, like, stereotypical, like, I just loved animals. Um, I loved, like, nature documentaries. Um, My favourite thing to do when I went to my auntie's house was to sit and, like, she went on, like, safari, like, 20, 30 years ago. And used to like that's sit cool. and like pour pour over her like safari photos, and I was like, "That's so cool." Um, you know, I just really had like like deep interest, um, and it just sort of went on from there. I completely agree about sort of like the subject that you love. Like, um, for me, it wasn't like an aha moment. It was a slow sort of realization of similar thing. Like, um, when I go on a walk now with my partner, it takes me like you have to add on like muddy time like 1.5 times the expected walk because i'd be like oh there's a red kite over there oh there's a grasshopper my partner's like oh my gosh we need to get we need to get somewhere um and yeah it's just like that interest is sort of like Mm. in the natural world and that can you know can be like nature documentaries and for me it tends to be just a lot of sitting and watching things and birds and watching watching them interact and how fascinating that was um and yeah i sort of slowly was sort of looking at courses was sort of just like Oh, I really like the look of all the biology ones. I, like those modules look cool. Like animal behaviour, whoa. Oh, ecology, past, present, and future. Wow, that's like, you know, paleobiology. That's so cool. Uh, and then eventually, sort of, yeah, I was like, I'll go on then. And it was a similar thing, being like, oh, I wonder if there's that many job prospects. But decided that um, doing a subject that I will enjoy will make me probably dive into it more, and therefore probably do better and have more opportunities and you know more career opportunities after that, which happened to be the case. So what does the Oxford biology degree involve? Because lots of people who think biology, you think of the things you did in school, 
Um, and that's yeah. not really what a biology degree is, is it? Um, yes. So what sort of things do you study then in, in, a, in an Oxford biology degree? So, yeah, as I mentioned, I, I really love the course because the first year is so broad and they try and cover um, everything. I think the one thing they leave off that is quite heavy on like GCSE and A level biology is like human biology. Yeah. We didn't really do much of that, like the working of heart or like the lungs and stuff like that. Um, Which is what everybody thinks of. Yeah. Because that's what they do in school. Yeah. Like that's more like, I guess, like medicine or biomedical. Yeah. Um, I suppose like A level biology is prepping people for biomed, biochem, yeah. medicine, biology, mm. and, and all environmental sciences even. So it's got to cover all that. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, so the modules are sort of split into, we do a bit of biochemistry, um, which is sort of like looking at how like biomolecules behave and interact with each other. So like enzymes come to mind, um, amino acids. Um, I don't know, I'm not a biochemist. <laughs> um, and then ecology, which is the sort of like natural world and how um, the components in the natural world interact, um, evolution. Um, you know, how things are changing or how things have changed um, to get um, how we are. And then um, we also do like a lot of disease biology, which is really interesting. and It's been really relevant. Mm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and then what happens is, as you move through second and third year, you're able able to go like, oh, I really like that, but I didn't like that, so I'm I'm not gonna I'm gonna drop that module and then pick up these ones. So I, I much preferred um, other courses like the evolution. This one called Grand Green Challenges that was really Ooh. fun, looking at like crop productivity and like the issues we're gonna face in the future. Um, and then I did disease biology as well and an ecology module. Wow. So if you are worried about what job you might do. You've got quite a few things there that are going to be, well, incredibly and increasingly relevant in, in the world. And part of it, Mandy, when you did your degree, you had to do a dissertation, didn't you? Because yeah. you're probably too modest to say, but you did very well in that and, and won a prize. I can remember what it was on, but do you want to tell everybody what, what was your dissertation on? Um, so I was on an island with my dissertation, an island off the coast of Wales called Skirma Island, um, sort of near Milford Haven that way. Pembrokeshire way and yeah working with these birds called Manx shearwaters which are yeah beautiful seabirds um if yeah look a little bit like guillemots and, and razorbills um sort of in, in colouring um they look a bit like flying penguins <laughs> probably I get yelled at for saying that by everyone in the department but they do look a bit like flying penguins and and yeah they're beautiful little things and they're massive colonies in Wales so yeah looking at sort of them and whether sort of the light pollution um, around uh, the island from sort of the tankers and the oil ships who are coming into Milford Haven was sort of affecting uh, the behaviour of the, the young fledglings who are leaving their nests for the first time, about to fly off uh, into, into, into the sea. Um, and they're amazing birds. They sort of have this, like, you know, they're sort of being fed by the parents, and then suddenly one day they jump off a cliff and fly to South America, and somehow they know where they're going. Um, it's mad. Um, and yeah, so that, they're absolutely phenomenal creatures because you're sort of like, you're there and you're like, wow, you're tiny and yet you're going to be able to find your way to South America in like four days. What? Um, so yeah, so we're sort of looking at, at light pollution and, and how that sort of affected their behaviour. But the actual dissertation I ended up writing was, was more about sort of the, the methodology that we used um, in that sort of study about light pollution and whether it worked and whether we could repeat it. 
Um, so it was quite nice sort of like looking at both the effect of light pollution and then whether we could repeat this. Um, whereas sort of the PhD student I was working with went on to go and do further stuff about light pollution using that methodology and others. Um, an amazing experience. One thing to note is that they are, when they're on land, they come in at night when they're breeding. So my field work started at about 7 p.m. and ended at about 5 a.m. in the morning. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. In the summer, though? In the summer, yeah. Um, but that's, you know, at end of Wales, West yes. Wales summer. So it's a bit wet and a bit cold, but it's, it was still amazing, like... It was really, really like um, character building. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think you know. I sort of say it to be like, oh, woe is me. But actually, I loved it because it was just an amazing experience to be like, you know, out there in the dark with only these birds. People call them the devil birds because they make this like bizarre noise that I'm not going to do an impression of on a podcast. Oh, please do. No. <laughs> uh, Google it. There's a there's we call Manxie water devil bird. It's a it's a brilliant noise and it's just like a cacophony and you're like, I cannot believe this is real. It's magic and it's just dark beautiful noise so you wouldn't be able to sleep anyway if you had no, to stay there actually that's true i had like one yeah. night off and there was, there was no sleep yeah <laughs> and danny do, do you have to do a dissertation because your course is different now we mentioned that didn't we? you do a fourth year maddie you didn't have that opportunity yeah. um so what's your fourth year involve is it that sort of thing or yeah. yeah so it's now an integrated master's um so i do a year um, doing my own research and then at the end of it I have to do a dissertation and um, a sort of presentation on what I've done for the year and like present my results. Any ideas what you're going to do? Um, yeah so we picked um, at the end of last year um, in our last term um, after we'd finished all our work and done our exams. I was very lucky that I got my first choice and I'm working um, with a lab group who study mainly birds. Um, so there is... Another thing in common. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, a job next. <laughs> so there is a big great tip population in White and Woods, which is probably like a half an hour cycle outside of Oxford. And it's, um, it's an amazing population study because they have um, information on the birds since the 60s. And they have like hundreds of nest boxes everywhere. So they have so many data points on like what bird breeds were, like how many chicks did they have, when did they breed, you know, how many fledglings, um, just everything um, on the birds. And so what I'm doing is, um, unlike Maddie, I'm not going to be doing any field work. Mine's mainly um, an analysis uh, project. Um, I'm going to go through that data set and look at, because um, great tits are really interesting because they're really good at timing their breeding to the correct time of the um, um, environment. So when the seasons change and like because of climate warming, like it might be warming earlier or later, or um, you know, um, the weather being a bit more like, uh, just like drastic and like unpredictable. But yeah, essentially they know when to breed um, because of cues around the forest. And I'm looking at whether or not birds, as they age, will get better at reading them cues or worse. Like, do they learn or do they end up senescing and, like, falling behind? And how does that affect, like, the number of chicks they have? And That's like really that. cool. Yeah. I want to read that when you're done. <laughs> I'm very excited to um, crack on with that. Cool. Can you teach an old bird new tricks? Yes. Oh, that could wow. be a title. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brilliant. 
so before you did all those sorts of things, we obviously mentioned you did your A levels. You know, grew up in Macclesfield and Leeds. Um, now the north of England is an underrepresented region um, in parts here at Oxford University. Um, and you've mentioned briefly before, but why did you choose then to pick New College in particular when you chose to apply to Oxford? Um, so I was on the Unique Summer School, as you mentioned before, um, which I, I'm not sure if everybody knows, so for a bit of context, it's basically, yeah, like a, a summer school from students or from underrepresented backgrounds at Oxford, um, often like low income um, or first generation. Um, and yeah, it's all sort of like all expenses paid week to experience the university to encourage people to apply and might not have done otherwise. So I did that and I met my sort of, the, well, the new college tutor called Ashley Griffin. I was like, oh, well. She's really cool, and she liked kind of similar things to me. She's really hot on her evolutionary biology, um, and she was, yeah, just really, really passionate and really just enjoyed talking about the subject, as do all the tutors, but, um, yeah, like, she was really interested in, in stuff that I wanted to learn more about, and she was sort of talking in that week about, oh, you know, here are some cool theories that I ended up learning about during my degree, and I was like, I want to find out more about that. I want to be tutored by this amazing woman. Um... So yeah, I applied to New College because that's the where she was. Um, I think that's often a bit generally a top tip I have sort of when applying is that like um, go sort of applying to colleges with tutors who are interested in stuff that you enjoy uh, can be really useful. Like it doesn't make a difference. You'll be able to study whatever you want no matter what. But it can be nice to have someone you know who you can chat to sort of you know about you know projects and, and, like, and you can reach out to anyone in the university. But it's nice. To, it's quite nice to to have someone you know to ask. And you do some quite unusual things with Ashley, don't you? Some quite like yeah. cool tutorials and stuff. You dress up as pirates uh, oh, yeah, at the beginning of your so degree in your first term, and you have to write an essay about something biology and pirate related. So I wrote things on the giant squid, where she ended up actually writing an examined piece about. So it actually ended up that the pirate tutorial was one of the most useful tutorials I ever had. So what's the connection with pirates then? What, don't know. Like the Kraken, almost. Oh, my connection with the Kraken. Oh, I think I meant Ashley's. Um, no, no, yeah, why, yeah, why do you have to dress up as pirates? Oh, um, oh. I don't know. I, just, I, I, just no idea. A whim. We'll have to ask Ashley. We'll have to ask Ashley. It's become like a weird new college tradition. Yeah. Um, and then she always posts us in our like, pirate outfits outside the office for all the other biologists to see. She's really yeah, fun. a little collage. Yeah. Nice. Yesterday, our new freshers arrived at New College, um, looking either a mixture of excited or nervous, as you'd expect. Um, Danny, when you arrived three years ago, what were your first impressions um, of New College? Oh, I was absolutely terrified. Um, I remember my mum and my auntie came to drive me down and they gave me my room key and um, they were like, oh, good luck with that. It's the highest room in college. And so my room was essentially at the top of like the turret, um, up over a hundred stairs, um, which was, it was very beautiful. It was just like, I just didn't expect to be living here. And then there were just like people everywhere and I was just a bit like overwhelmed. So I was like, um, I'm just gonna stay in my room. I'm gonna unpack my things. And then I remember the first night, um, the uh, college is always really good at putting stuff on. Um, we had staircase pizza um, because it knew we don't really have like halls. Everyone's on a staircase. Mm -hmm. 
Um, we had staircase pizza, um, which was a fun like chance to meet all my neighbours and like get to know everyone. And then um, we did staircase pre's before like the club night that we we're all gonna go on, which was all, again really fun. And I remember I hosted, which I was really excited about. I'm glad you said that you were terrified because I was talking to Shelby, our outreach officer, yesterday. And I, I mean, I started in Oxford 21 years ago this year. Um, and I said, oh, I remember just being absolutely terrified, like so nervous about it. And she was like, oh, no, I wasn't. I was just really excited. I couldn't wait to get going. And I was like, really? Wow. Like, I, found it, I found it really scary at first. Yeah. Maddie, did you? Yes. Okay, <laughs> um, good. Yeah, absolutely. It was a similar thing, sort of like giving your key, um, sort of wandered up to my room and was like, right now, now what um this is a bit scary like you know new college is beautiful but like you know i'm used to sort of you know relatively dingy school corridors and and a very gray macclesfield um so it's like oh my gosh where where am i uh, and yeah we also had staircase pizza that evening which is a really really nice way to, to meet new people um like on your on your staircase and that was it we all sort of like bonded over that and then sort of, you know, then you start to... The, the brilliant thing about the college community is that, you know, you get introduced to loads of people and people don't just disappear into the nether. You don't bump into people and never see them again. You bump into someone at dinner and be like, oh, they were nice, and then bump into them again a few days later. And that sort of happened with me. I sort of got invited to sort of do some drama stuff, acting stuff, which I didn't do any af- of after. I just sort of thought I'd give it a go. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, someone who I'd met a couple of times was like, oh, yeah, come along, we've got, so, like, a, a, a role... And yeah, five years later, I'm now best friends with all those people. One of them is my long-term partner. And yeah, like, yeah, it was, it was absolutely wonderful. I think the thing that scared me most, to be honest, even more than meeting people, was just being like, what if they've just made a mistake? And I'm really bad at biology. And actually, yeah, they, you know, all these people are geniuses. They're like Einstein's child prodigies. And I found A-levels really quite hard. Like, I didn't breeze through my A-levels, like... What if these people did and this is just a challenge for them and, and I'm just going to fall by the wayside? Um, I think that's a very common feeling for a lot of people. Um, but the support of like of tutors is, is really, really wonderful because you get that sort of one-on-one support. And I used to be like, oh, you know, a few weeks and I really don't understand this. Okay, let's have, you know, like 10 minutes to end and we can have a chat about it. And that was really, really lovely and, and something that I think is quite unique to, to Oxford. Yeah, I always say to my dad, because I always remember ringing him up in the first term and going like, it's quite hard, dad, um, you know. I, I always used to be, you know, I find A-levels hard as well, but I, I remember going to him like, this is quite difficult, I don't know if I can do this. Mm-hmm. And I remember he just went, oh, Daniel, if it was easy, everybody do it. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's really going to help me. Um, but, yeah, it is a massive change. Um, so I'm glad that you both found it as scary as yeah. I did. Validating. Yeah. Um, and then... I suppose, Danny, you started, you had a you know, normal first term, relatively normal second term, and then, well, everything yeah, went wrong, it didn't changed. it? So okay. how was that? How was being a student in your first year in a pandemic? How, how was that? It was quite hard because I remember at the end of Hillary times, so at the end of second term, Everyone was just like, are we going to come back? Like, what's going on? And I was like, oh, of course we're coming back. It's so fine. I'll see you all in, like, uh, you know, a couple months. And then, like, it slowly started getting worse and worse and worse. And then there was the realisation that after having... Because as soon as, like, um, 
like my nervousness of like freshers week went away I was like I absolutely love this place and I you know I don't want to leave and I can't wait to come back to you know for summer and see all my new like really close friends who I absolutely loved and then there was just like that you know gutting feeling of like I'm actually not going to see you guys until I don't know when like because I don't know I didn't know when we were going to come back and have such a long time at home um whilst also trying to keep up with the Oxford workload it was really hard because I don't know I work it's quite hard to work at home Mm -hmm. um when your family are like doing stuff but you, you still have to stick to your like nine to five work routine you still have essays to do and it's like my parents are sitting down watching tv I want to you know come and join them but I can't Uh, and then Mandy you had a weird end didn't you I felt really sorry for your year group because your sort of experience just petered out really didn't it people I've never said goodbye to yeah um which is really sad um, but yeah, that was it. Like, you know, similar thing. We, I remember leaving the library. I was in the library because I decided, because you live out in third year most of the time at New College. So I was in my third and final year uh, and I, I lived out in Cowley and all my friends had gone apart from one of my housemates and we both decided to stay. Like, oh, we'll see, we'll ride this out. Like, even if we are here for a long time, we'd like to be in Oxford and together. Um, and I was in the library and... Boris made his announcement that lockdown was happening and there was one other person and we just both looked over and went well that's it then isn't it and then we left the library and as it went to that person like I wonder if I'll ever be back in here surely I'll be back in here you know by next term and I haven't been I I never did it was really weird I just walked out walked home we all had a bit of a laugh in our lockdown house and and that was that um but yeah so I did my exams my final exams from uh, a, a bedroom in Cowley um um, but luckily had a graduation in person and that meant I got to say goodbye right. to lots of my friends. Yeah. It was just, you, you, you almost need that sort of closure, yeah. you know, to, yeah. you to say, right, okay, that's university done, yeah. now on to the next bit. Oh yeah, that was um, weird. Whereas, yeah, that didn't happen for your year group, did it? So whilst you're both students then, what sort of things did you do outside of biology? Well, Danny, what sort of things do you do in your free time as a student? Um, I'm not, like, unfortunately, I'm not really involved in any, like, clubs or societies. Um, they make a big push in, like, Freshers' Week, and you're, like, inundated. I signed up to so many, and I still get emails, um, from them today. Um, but I just sort of figured out that, um, in my spare time, my favourite thing to do is just hang out with my friends. Um, I go to the gym with them a lot, we go running, um... Yeah, no, I like going out. Um, and then, obviously, in my spare time, I've been doing Step Up, which I really enjoy. And um, just, like, small things that I can, like, um, maybe earn a bit of money with, like, inside town. But I think that's really good to hear as well for anybody who's listening who might be thinking of applying to Oxford. Because everybody thinks, oh, I've got to do, like, gold D of E. And I've got to be captain of the netball team. And I've got to be a school prefect. And... Nah. Actually, <laughs> yeah. yeah, as long as you love your subject, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you don't have to do much outside of that at all. I'm very not sporty. Um, so I tried a couple of things. I tried to like do coxing, so sitting in the front of a rowing boat and telling people what to do. But uh, I actually wasn't confident enough to do that. I was like, oh, maybe stop rowing now. And that didn't really work. <laughs> they needed someone to be like, no, stop. Um, and yeah, so I did a bit of that, did a bit of like rock climbing, but I enjoyed quite a lot of like, 
yeah, the similar thing like doing the access work. Um, there's lots of really cool sort of biology like talks and that kind of thing, which are separate to the degree and societies that do that kind of thing. And I really enjoyed a bit of that. Um, and also had a go at, at making a podcast on a quiet term, believe it or not, um, which was really, really good fun. But again, like it's all about most of the time it was like going to the pub with my friends because that was a priority for me to, you know, to spend time with these wonderful people that I'd met. So it's one of those things like if you want to get involved with loads of stuff, there are options. But at the same time, if you want a lazy night at the pub in Turf Tavern having a doom bar, you can do that too. Who doesn't love doing that? Um, now, moving on to bigger uh, topics. So you're both women who study STEM um, or a STEM subject and a lot's been done over the years to raise the profile of, of women in STEM who remain underrepresented. Um, so what would you do to encourage more young women to apply for STEM subjects first of all and then potentially go on to careers in STEM? If you had the sort of golden ticket, what would you do? I think... For me personally, because um, I should like I was scared of maths, but I could have done maths. I think it from school there needs to be like a lot more encouragement um, towards young girls saying, you know, if you can do this, it's not um, as scary as you you know you you think it is, um, and if you enjoy it, you you should do it. Yeah, off the back of that again, I don't want to at all sound like. You know, I, I'm putting all the blame of this on, on the male population. But the, I think often there can sort of be, you know, sort of like, you know, talk about the hard sciences and the real sciences. And often that does come from, from, from a, a small group of sort of, yeah, sometimes lads and sometimes girls as well. And it's sort of, um, I don't know, there's sort of the talk of like, you know, things like biology isn't a real science. And if you don't do further maths, like, and I think a lot of young girls sort of go, oh, oh okay, that's probably not for me then whereas some men react to that by going oh you know what I'll have a go at this challenge and that's obviously a massive generalization but that was sort of my experience and experience of some of my female friends so I'm obviously not going to speak for everybody but I think sort of like trying to make sure that a sort of change in, in culture of like you know you know further maths is a is a man's subject and it's a real subject and physics is a bit of a man's subject and it's a real subject and then you know oh well actually you know English is, is a girl's subject and a bit of an easy subject and those sort of like offhand jokes, both from, to be honest, with teachers and students, I think like the whole culture needs to, sh to shift to sort of encourage me like, look, do what you enjoy and we'll support you, even if it's hard or you might feel like you're the only girl in a class of X many. I suppose as well, it's the importance of having role models because you've both yeah. mentioned, you know, Mandy, you mentioned Ashley was the reason you picked New mm. College. So it's having somebody like her who you can look up to and yeah. think, well, she's really cool, you know, she's doing really well. I can do that as well, yeah. but those people have got to be visible, haven't they? She does loads of stuff as well, like loads of stuff to sort of encourage young women to, to get involved in STEM. So yeah, that kind of culture shift. Maddie, you, after New College, you went to work for a local charity. Yeah. Um, so you're not employed in STEM. So what do you do at the, at the moment? Yeah, so I, I, I'll, pro I'll give you a bit of a pitch here because I really do like my job. Um, I work at a, a charity uh, called Oxford Hub. 
which is a bit of a vague name because we do loads of different things uh, all about sort of, um, sort of those volunteering projects and collaborative projects about um, tackling inequality, connecting people over the city, uh, helping support people with their well-being, that kind of thing. And that looks like loads of different things like there's tutoring volunteering programs uh, and there's uh, opportunities for students to come up with their own ideas and come up with their new projects or getting children swimming and cycling. So there's loads of different stuff, hence the sort of vague umbrella name. And within that, um, it was set up by students in 2007. So uh, we get loads and loads of students volunteering as well as residents. Uh, but it's really, really nice to sort of bridge that sort of town and gown which is like a colloquial sort of term for the fact that, you know, Oxford can seem quite, you've got the city and then you've got the students and two different things. So sort of bridging that gap and, and sort of creating relationships across the city while tackling inequality. And within that, my job is supporting a group of students uh, called Crankstart Scholars, uh, which are, I was at university, so a group of students from low-income households. Uh, and basically how the scholarship works is if you sort of are below a threshold when you apply for like a household income threshold when applying for your student funding, basically the university sort of automatically uh, drop you a line and go, hi, there's the offer of this scholarship, uh, which provides sort of um, financial assistance and internship opportunities and the opportunity to volunteer for 25 hours a year, which is where I come in. So basically I support the scholars doing that. It's a great way for scholars to connect with Oxford and feel like they're really part of the city, that sort of belonging, and consider sort of social action and charity careers because it can often seem, particularly for students from low-income households, like, oh, I can never do that because, oh, I'll never earn enough. When actually, they're exactly the kind of people that we need in the charity sector who understand the issues firsthand, have lived experience. Um, so it's great. I, I work with, so I, I still sort of haven't really left in some ways. I'm still working with students sort of from New College and all over the university who are part of the scholarship, get them volunteering, which is absolutely phenomenal to see, inspiring them. And then I also do some sort of like general communications as well. So uh, managing the social media and the inbox and outreach events. And I manage a group of students called the Student Committee who basically do outreach within the student body um, for us who are really inspiring too. But you're about to embark on an exciting adventure. Hopefully. <laughs> Covid <laughs> permitting. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm moving on next week, believe it or not. I'm going to cry quite a lot, I think. I've had an absolutely phenomenal two years uh, and feel really inspired. Um, and I love living in Oxford. Um, but I think it's one of those things just sort of in my personal life, things have aligned. I've always wanted to go travelling for a little bit. Um, so, yeah, sort of going to try and, and do that just while COVID seems to be permitting um, and it works. And then we'll see where we go after that. Maybe the charity sector, maybe working with students, maybe science communication. Quite likely sort of a mixture of the two of like sort of getting young people inspired uh, in biology who maybe are from low income households or maybe women, women in STEM. We'll see. Sounds exciting. And Danny, do you have any ideas what you want to do at the end of this year when you finish being a student? Yeah, so um, I've always had like a keen interest in, um, ever since like I decided I wanted to go to Oxford, um, of just staying in research because, I don't know, I found biology and I love biology so much and I just can't imagine doing anything but studying more and more biology and, you know, in the hope that one day I'll be one of those people who are finding out new things for then people to then study about. Um, I just find that idea really um, fun um, and amazing. So I'll probably stay in academia. So that means um, after this year, um, I want to go on to do a PhD. Um, 
so right around this period is when I'm supposed to be applying, but I think um, I need to think about it more. So I'm going to take a year out. Um, I don't really want to stay in the UK. So I want to go abroad and do wow. a PhD in like Germany or like the Netherlands or Italy. I think that would be really a, like an amazing opportunity to really push myself forward. Um, so yeah, um, academia, but a year out first to just sort of take a break make sure I'm like set on where I want to do my PhD and who with um, before I like decide on something that's going to take up like four or five years of my life. And then you can be one of the role models for the future as well. And Maddie, if we look back on your time, what was your favourite thing about New College? Oh, that's a big question. The people. Just, I've just met the best people and yeah. I absolutely love spending time with them. And I walk past college and go, oh, that's where this person used to live and that's where this person used to live. And uh, I'm very lucky to have such wonderful friends as a result of coming to New. And what do you miss the most? Ooh, this is sound really weird. I like just uh, just getting stuff done in the library. Like, I just, yeah, like, the libraries are great and I could just get my head down and just feel so productive and go home and be like, yeah. And Oxfordshire County Council Library is lovely, but it's not the same. It's not quite the same. Um, now, both of you worked on New College's Step Up programme um, at different times. I don't think you ever worked together, or did you, no. maybe? Oh, oh, maybe. I think first year. Yeah, because I Yeah, I think you might have done. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. It's all a blur. <laughs> yeah, you will have done, wouldn't you? So yeah. Danny would have been in first year, Maddie would have been in third year, then COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that'd be why, yeah. So we obviously meet a lot of school children as a result. Um, and there may be people listening to this who think I've never even thought about going to Oxford. I don't think I'm clever enough, that sort of thing. Um, what would you say, both of you, what would you say to that person who might be listening who thinks, yeah, I might give it a go, but I'm not sure about it. What would, what would your advice be? I'd say for me personally, anyway, um, the vast majority of people who I've met and who I'm friends with at New College felt the exact same way before coming and now absolutely love their degree and love Oxford and it is for everyone and there are, there are it is full of people, you know, just like normal people, like everyday people and it's not like the stereotype that's portrayed in the media and like on, you know, in the, you read the news and it's always like, I don't know, gives the stereotype of people being really posh and coming from private schools only and they get clicks those stories don't they yeah. so um but in fact uh yeah no they definitely don't make up the majority and even then everyone's just so lovely and so welcoming and yeah i'm friends with people from everywhere which is amazing and they all love it yeah i think yeah sort of um not to just repeat what you said so the only other thing i would probably add is sort of um yeah not worrying about you know, having to be a genius and that kind of thing. And you, I always think of, when I think of like, who were the kind of Oxbridge candidates when I was like in, in sixth form? I was like, oh, this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy. And they all were just like genius sort of like, like vibes. You're like, oh yeah, wow, they're, they're, they, they get 100% in their maths tests. So they're going to go to Oxbridge. Um, but in reality, I, I mean, I can't speak for obviously every subject, but um, I found that like, the main thing that ties everyone together is that they really just like their subject. They really want to learn about it. Um, that's most people that I experience anyway. And that was it. Like, it's really nice being around people 
who, yeah, really care about what they're doing and want to put a bit of time in, into to an essay. And, you know, what, actually, I'm going to read this academic paper because it actually looks really cool, not just because I'm being told to do it. And that was it, like, going to interview and that kind of thing. It wasn't really, for me, going like, oh, here are all the facts that I've learned. It was like, oh, um, I really like this subject and here's where I want to go with it and this I really care about it and I'm going to try. <laughs> um, yeah. I think... Yeah, that's a real big part of it. So if you feel like that's you and that you really enjoy your subject and you, and you, you want to learn more, I think definitely give it a go because it's well worth it. And Mandy, your degree was 72 weeks long. Yeah. Um, but since then, obviously, we've said the course has restructured, so it's now longer. But if you were to relive those 72 weeks again, <laughs> and there wasn't a pandemic at the <laughs> yeah, end thank of you. it, um, what would you do differently... And what one piece of advice would you give Danny as she embarks on her final part of her time in Oxford? Good question. I'm going to answer the second bit first and okay. say advice to Danny. Don't really have to take it. Um, <laughs> is but there is like you will do it. Um, as in like I know you've done sort of mostly of your finals. But sometimes it can be like oh my gosh, how am I, you know this, this is a whole degree and how am I going to you know get get everything done? I, about, you start at the beginning of the year. You're like how on earth am I going to be able to do this exam by the end of the year? And maybe now for your master's as well, it might seem like oh there's this whole project that I've got to do and how am I going to get it all done in time? And you will get it done. Yeah. And it will be fine. And you'll come out the other side and go, that was sick, hopefully. Um, and yeah, just sort of like knowing like, like sometimes it can seem far away or seem like, oh, actually, I've got to get a lot done. But actually, you, you will do it. You will sit your those exams. You will do that sort of master's project and you will finish it and you'll go, wow. So that's my answer to that. Yeah, it's looking very daunting at the moment. Exactly. It's very, very scary. Yeah. It's, I, it's lots of coding, which I mm-hmm. haven't really done much of and I need to teach myself. Yeah. And you'll do it. You'll learn it. And you'll do it. And you'll ace it. And you'll go to the end and be like, I can't believe I did that. That's great. Um, In terms of what I do differently, um, good question. Um, I think probably just like worry a little bit less um, and live in the moment a bit more, which sounds a bit YOLO. But you know what I mean? Like not to be cringy worthy about it, but like like living in the moment like there was a moment I remember walking down New College Lane which is a, a beautiful lane sort of you know down the side of New College and going well I can't believe I'm living this and I want to live a bit do a bit more of that and be like oh okay yeah that you know there's an essay tomorrow it'll be done I'll get it done like I always get it done and, and enjoy the process a bit more and I'm not saying like I didn't I didn't but you know every now and then they'll be like oh no I've, I've, I needed to do this and I forgot um and just like not worry about that because it will all get done and then just go wow this is amazing and I do a lot of that but it'd be nice to do a little bit more of that mm-hmm. and that's a good mindset to have as you go off on your travels thank now, you wherever you end up going we'll see yeah but uh Danny and Maddie thank you ever so much for joining me this afternoon um and tune in next time thanks very much thank you thank you thanks <laughs>